0: Competing at a combined weight of 405 pounds. They are the raiding, defending, undisputed racing dudes, triple crown
1: champions of the world. The Magic.
0: what's up everybody i'm magic and i'm mike and this is the magic mike show episode 457 mr samich derby set huzzah oh my gosh i am so excited i was telling you off air before we started i woke up this morning ready for the show ready for this day because we're gonna talk all things derby and oaks from this past weekend aaron's latest top five videos for the derby and oaks just came out uh, about 10 to 20 minutes ago if you're watching us live if you haven't yet uh, when the video is done, go check it out. Uh, it, or if you're listening to the podcast, go watch uh, youtube.com slash racing dudes. Uh, great analysis, but uh, I'll tease this. Aaron has two horses, one, two that were not even in his top five last week. Uh, and that's, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I just, that's how much things change. That's how uh the picture changed. And as he says, this, uh, the Kentucky Derby picture, but clear as mud right now, Mike.
1: Yeah. I mean, this is, it's interesting. We were. Uh, off air right before the show i said something that i, I kind of stand by it's one of the toughest years like last 10 years to actually pick a kentucky derby winner and be like super confident you have forte obviously no one's surprised if forte wins i don't think there's very many people that i know that are really excited to line up and like, cut people off at the, to get to the window to bet forte at two to one or five to two things like that against the way this field is shaping up after that The the amount of horses you can make a case for, the list just keeps growing every weekend versus shrinking. And that makes it really, really interesting as we move forward into this. I couldn't believe Aaron's number two on the list. I mean, I can't believe he's already fallen for this hype because, man, the the Japanese hype is going to be tsunami size. I'm talking Godzilla size. By the time we get first Saturday in May, it is going to be wild wild how bet those horses get and i can't say it's completely wrong right now which is also the other wild part of this obviously never seen a japanese horse win the derby but they have been phenomenal all over the globe for about two years we just saw a practical move who a lot of people think is a legit derby horse we'll get into that shortly get pressed by the b team kind of like when the b team comes over from europe and runs on the turf and beats our a team we're like wait a second wait until the a team comes the breeders come right well, the A-team's coming for the Derby. Dermis Sotagate, they're at Kentucky right now.
0: I, could this be the year? It's going to be a huge storyline leading up into this thing. And on that Mandarin hero, second by a very close nose in the San Anita Derby. We'll talk about that race and that horse. Uh, they said afterwards, like, he doesn't have the points yet. He's He is just on the outside looking in, but needs uh, three scratches uh, from the top 20 right now to get in. Ah, uh, very well could happen, but they said uh, they had a, sca- a flight scheduled for tomorrow back to Japan, and they canceled it. And they said we're going to the Triple Crown, whether it's the Kentucky Derby or the Preakness Stakes. They're excited about that horse, uh, and that kind of that got me super excited thinking about it too. So, um, you know, Truth Exposed brings a great point: the general public still isn't going to go for the Japanese horses because of Crown Pride. Summers tomorrow, um, very different horses. Although Crown Pride and Dermasodagaki, same jockey, Christophe maire world class jockey normally. Dude, I hope you learned from last year because th- you're going to have a lot of people pissed off at you if you do the same sort of bullshit, six for a long sprinter style running on Crown Pride. But Dermot looking great. Uh, lots to talk about. There's The chat's already blown up. I love this. You want to just get right into it, buddy?
1: No, I got I, I to gotta say something. I'm really proud of myself sure. today. We bought four fish and set up a fish tank. So we got four new Saumage family members here. Lily is super excited about the fish. I'm trying to get her to name them after racehorses. So far, it has not worked. Fishy Fishy and Goldie are two of the names. Neither of those
0: are racehorses. But we're working on it. We're going to go two for four. Uh, See if you can get her to agree that Goldie is short for Goldie There's one. All right. Fishy Fishy. There's got to be a horse named Fishy Fishy. That's just a cute name. I like that one. Yeah, it's it's, it's a one.
1: bottom feeder, and she she's like it it stays toward the because it's, it's the algae eater of the of the group. She's like it stays toward on the bottom. We don't really need a great name. We'll just call it fishy fishy. It's like all right,
0: that works. You could also call it Red Route One if you wanted to do, uh, to Ooh. go with the horse in route. Oh, shots fired! <laughs> uh, did you guys have? Was that the Easter thing for it? Is that kind of your Easter celebration or what you guys did? No, for she's home school?
1: sick from school today. So and she wanted a new oh. pet, so we went and got fish.
0: Oh, yeah. sorry to hear that. we We went to uh, we went to a big farm yesterday. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you're like matters a little those are some good answers too uh i'm looking a little red i've got we were out at the uh out at a farm and so i've got a little bit of a a, uh yeah lots of lots of red and then suddenly pale going on 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 here so uh hopefully i've got a shirt that's got all the paleness covered up and you just see the red somehow that's better but big kentucky derby kentucky oaks talk let's get into it riders up a fish Tis-a-fish. That's a, re- it's a pretty damn, good pretty. that's one. a good one. I got to say there's some strong fish names in the chat right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike, let's take a look at the first of three Kentucky Derby races uh, that we saw on Saturday, April 8th. Not only was this, I thought, the best one uh, performance-wise, also was the first one of the three in the order. So we'll go ahead and play the replay for the Bluegrass Stakes right now on screen. Uh, if, if you're paying attention to horse racing, you know that Tappet Trice got the win. Um, a very impressive effort. Ever- I tweeted this earlier today, Mike, this race and the break and how Luis Saez rode Tapit Trice here convinced me this is the best jockey in North America. All due respect to Irad Ortiz Jr., to Flavian Pratt, to Rosario, this is the best jockey. I I absolutely love the way he rode him, and if you like Tapit Trice, you have to love that Luis Saez will hopefully be riding this horse in the Derby. But what did you think about Tapit Trice overall? Yeah, Luis
1: Saez earned his money here. Really had to work the horse in the white saddlecloth to be able to get him to make a middle move and then get him into that position around the first turn as well. It, look, it, it was interesting seeing him break from the rail and not break as crispy, crisply as you probably would have liked. Uh, Saez used him early in this race to try and make sure he saved that rail, went wide on the far turn. You can see him now moving up into that third position. I, I thought this was a good race from Tapit Trice. I think That when you look at this and compare it to practical move, which we will soon, there was a lot of ways this trip wasn't perfectly ideal for Tappa Trice. And the, the on the other side, practical moves trip was absolutely ideal, perfect in every way. And so when you compare the two, I do agree that this is the more impressive winner. Verifying sat closer to the front, you can see him taking the lead right now. You needed to be forwardly placed all day at Keeneland. So for Tappa Trice to be able to not break that great, be about eight lengths back on the first turn, make this middle move on the second turn, and then sustain the rally and be able to kind of fight it out here with verifying. And right here, I actually thought verifying was going to win the race because so it didn't look like he'd been asked yet. And Tapa Trice had been ridden the entire time. This is where you just kind of saw him dig in and the class prevail from a Tapa trice perspective. It's also where you saw the fact that Tappit Trice is much more excited about going longer than verifying is about going longer. And the last, the last 16th of a mile here is where Tappit Trice actually puts him away. It's like, yeah, no, I'm going to run away from you a little bit here. I thought this was a good effort. He reminds me of Forte Light, though. Just a little bit worse version of Forte. He doesn't. He's not forwardly placed. He has to make this one sustained move. He's got this rally. He's a little bit lazier than Forte is. Uh, to me, I, I mean, like Tapatrice is going to be a tough one for me to bet on Derby Day because I think he is a worse version of a horse who is better than him.
0: Forte Light, damn, that's uh, that's harsh. I uh, didn't expect that kind of move. Uh, listen, it, it, you're right. So it's actually we got the replay up um, right here. They're at the mile pole. He draws even with Verifying at the mile pole. At the 16th pole, you're going to see him start to pull away by the 16th pole. After the 16th pole, he has that thing confidence. So now he's going to start to pull away. He's got the nose in front. Uh, but I'm with you. When we were doing the live show, I bet verifying to win this. Because I thought this is the one time that verifying, I think, wins one of these derby preps. He had the right setup. He was drawn inside. There wasn't much speed in there. And the speed that was with him was cheap speed that quit out pretty heavily. And I thought Tappa Trice being on the rail, he's going to have his work cut out for him. This was the right spot for verifying. Uh, a horse we'll talk about again later. Uh, Aaron made a great point. Right before we went live that uh, when a horse goes from a, a mile on the 16th to a mile on the 8th, that's where you can really see that breeding and, and the ability of the horse to keep running longer. That's where you get the the final signs for it. And so for here, it Trice kept getting better and verifying. Hell of an effort. I think this is easily a career best effort for verifying. Still wasn't able to get the job done. Um Let's go back. I want to go back to the start here and talk about Saez's size's efforts. So the horse, not that fast out of the gate, right? We knew that about him. Saez, you're going to see on the rail with the pink silks and the, the yellow pee He's going to pump, 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 pump. He is hitting after this horse. Go, go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven horses have already outbroken him. He's trying to save the rail because you got the four, six, and 11 all about to cross over on him. And right here, he's got cry at the mile pole. He has to check and back off. And he's now... Seventh, what does Sayas do? Immediately goes outside, gets this horse in the clear. On the backside, he reads the pace. He sees what's happening. What well, we all saw, that the two is a no way in hell the two is going to hold on and win this race, verifying is his top competition. He's going to move the horse up as soon as the, he's clear on the backside. Every little move Luis Saez made on this horse was the winning move. It was the correct move, and it's why the horse was able to win. Kentucky Derby, I'm with you. I'm very concerned about his running style still. The jockey did the right thing here, but post position, it matters for a lot of horses, Mike. It's really going to be a big difference maker for this horse. But I want to give you and Aaron credit both. You both said coming into this race that you would play tap at Trice because of that race, the allowance race when he beat Jesterkin at Gulfstream Park. Sias put him into the race quicker. He was closer to the pace. He was about this position going to the far turn at Gulfstream and he powered home and was able to get the victory. So hats off to you guys on that one. Is there any other horse you want out of this for the Kentucky Derby? I don't know we had Sun Thunder in here who's a late closer. You've got Race Keene, who's going to make it. Uh, I think he closed up for fourth or fifth. He was somewhere in the, in the mix he, uh, way way behind. Blazing Sevens is is already desperately trying to keep up and failing. Anyone you like.
1: Uh, Blazing Sevens, no, um, I, I thought this was the field that he could have beaten if he had a shot at beating him. Um, Sun Thunder could pick up some pieces. I think that's really the only horse out of here. I have any interest in race cane. I, I don't think is good enough when you get the full conglomerate of those 20 horses together uh, to be able to, to, hit the board. I think sun thunder may be able to get up and, and get a slice of it for like fourth or something like that. But for me, the, the only it's only tap Trace Trice out of here. And it's, it's not even all that interested in tap Trace, Trice, especially not in the top spot, but possibly in the underneath spots. It's funny. You watch tap Trace. Trice. If the Derby was run in, november this year this might be my derby pick because even down the lane you can see his head still sticking out yep. there's a ton of talent here he doesn't break well he's lazy the whole way around so you, you mentioned si has pumped him into the turn Sia's had to pump him around the turn and on the backstretch too like he never and someone said well he only got hit three times yeah he's been giving effort for a mile and an eighth to get this horse to be completely engaged the whole time there's still some mental stuff going on here with Tapit trice he has more talent He has not quite let out. You see the head on at some point here. He literally is staring at you when you're looking at like from the from the rail. He's his head's cocked over to the side, checking out everybody as he runs right by. So uh, like there's a bunch of talent that we have not seen. We haven't scratched the complete surface here of and Trice. The first Saturday of May is just a little bit too early for that for me. And especially at the price I think we end up seeing with him. I expect him to be the second pick here. And that's going to be too short for me when I think there are too many holes. And the fact that the top pick, Forte, or the favorite Forte, to me is just a better version of him. Look at it. He's staring at you as you come down the lane here. Because his head's cocked that far over. He doesn't really want to switch leads. You had to ask him the whole way. Like, There's too many question marks for me to get behind this horse at 5 or 6 to 1, which is what I expect him to break at.
0: Yeah, it's. Uh, it, I love those angles there too. I think it. You know, if if you. By the way, if you got the Bluegrass Betting Bible this week, you cashed again. If you played along with Aaron and Jared, uh, I think that one three exacta. I think they heard Aaron and Jared, or the horse heard Aaron and Jared screaming for that because the, that's when he started looking. As soon as he got ahead, he was like, "What? What? Somebody? Somebody wants me to do something? It's, I hear it. I've heard this voice. That, Jared? Is that you? What are you doing here in Kentucky? Yeah, it was a, uh, a little cocky. But again, if this horse gets his shit together. Which he's a tap. It's going to take him a while if he gets his shit together. This is, I think, this might be the best horse in this crop in terms cool. of talent.
1: And it's it's funny, Chris says. Well, what if Forte is Tapit Trislate? He could be in August. <laughs> he's just not <laughs> in May. That's the problem. Is that the Forte is a really mature for like what he did in the, the Florida Derby? I thought was wildly impressive mentally, where he could stay off the gas for that long, get past, and then kind of pull to the outside and still run them down the late. I don't think Tapit Trice, given the Florida Derby trip, wins the Florida Derby right? If, if He would not have been able to do what Forte did because of the mental aspect of it. Talent-wise, you know, Forte may be Trice light from a talent perspective. We don't know that because mentally Forte is so much further than Trice right now.
0: I saw it. I going to go back to a comment Chris Manuel made in the chat. Uh, tapatrice be a weak field. Stop me. You've heard that before. You're not wrong. This, outside of the top two, that was, wasn't really not that great of a field, as why verifying was two to one, but that doesn't mean, I mean, look how far ahead Tappet trace and verifying were from, from even blazing sevens, you know, a grade one winner. Um, a lot of these races, this is just not a superb crop from an, like all-star talent perspective. Right. So a lot of these fields, they're weak. You're going to have, uh, as far as the Oaks goes, John Lees and I were talking about it and he said, you know, the Oaks is really shaping up to be one hell of an allowance race with wet paint in there. So it's kind of, you know, the Derby is not that far off either. There's a lot of horses that'll be filler. And you've got a few that'll be superstars or, or possible superstars. Um, how about well, this? Before we move on from this race, here, uh, let me ask a
1: question to the chat yeah. and to you. What was the tough Kentucky Derby prep?
0: Where was the, the, what was uh, the loaded field? the The best field, the best. And I actually was going to ask you this <laughs> if you had it, uh, and I was like, "Well, I didn't. I didn't warn you in time, so I wasn't going to ask it." Uh, the Risen Star Stakes, the Risen Star Stakes, to me was the best prep we've seen all year because you had Angel of Empire. Go on to win the Arkansas Derby. You had two fills. Go win the Jeff Ruby Stakes. Sun Thunder has continued to be Sun Thunder and show up. I think the Risen Star was the best. So the best
1: prep race, you're saying Sun Thunder was the third best horse in it. Or second. He finished second, didn't he? So, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just saying. And like, that tells you the depth of overall these races. It's going to be two or three horses. You're going to beat a bunch of bad horses. Mark from C2 said, hey, this is a glorified allowance after Forte. Right. So like I, I, the, the you beat a weak field argument in these derby preps. I don't think it's all that valid this year because there is no strong field in any of these derby preps. Not a single yeah. one. You could probably make an argument. The strongest was the San Diego Derby, which we'll talk about in a second. If you assume that Japanese horse was good. And I don't know, like I, I just uh, I don't know. I can't I can't get behind that. they like all of these fields have been weak. So I'm not going to use the he beat a weak field as a knock on a horse this year.
0: I wouldn't say, yeah, I'm not going to say it's a knock necessarily, but definitely, yeah, um, there's just all of these are kind of weak. Uh, as far as Tapatrice goes, they won't geld him. Now he's a grade one winner, and with that breeding, you're never going to geld him, so that's not something that could fix him. Uh, you know, Jared suggests that Blinkers could correct it. Whether or not they could, you do not do it at this point. There's, You do not make any changes like that, as truth exposes. It's too late right now to pull that. You want to, if this horse is going to run at four, um, you can try that if, if it seems like he's still screwy by the end of his three-year-old season you bring him back maybe you try blinkers then but there's a, that is a huge red flag for the john white uh, point system i'm sorry strike system for the derby as horses making equipment changes coming into the derby uh yeah palace malice a great point did you don't do that don't yeah, you, uh,
1: <laughs> you do it after the derby if you're not going to run the Preakness and you want to take a shot at, at the Haskell at the Travers and you want to put a race in between there to be able to prep that horse for it. That's when you decide to make that change, but you're too far down the road now to try and throw a, a
0: variable in there. <laughs> All right, Mike, let's move on. The, uh, the Santa Anita Derby, the most exciting finish by far. I thought of the, th- I shouldn't say by far, the wood was exciting, but for a little different reason, uh, the Santa Anita Derby really exciting finish, um, practical move. Uh, he got the dream trip for the second straight race, I think we saw this horse, mile in sixteenth, mile in eighth, kind of like verifying. You go any further, and he's in trouble.
1: Yeah, I mean, literally saved every inch of ground around both turns, and needed the eight horse, which was the B team from Japan, to be boxed out for a majority of the stretch to be able to win this race and get the distance. I, look, one of the pro, like I think it's interesting when you watch Practical Move. Watch this replay. Watch Ramon Vasquez's feet already he's trying to slow this horse down. You can see his his butt's back, his heels are up. That means he's trying to put the brakes on practical move, who wants to run into this 46 pace. He wants to go, 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 go. That could be a little bit of an issue for him in the derby as well if he tries to chase the early leaders after. like Here they went 22-1 or 22-2, 46 and change. He wants to go every bit of it, and you can see there Ramon again trying to slow him down, but this was just a dream trip for him. He essentially gets to skim the rail the whole way around, never uncomfortable. When he asks go, there's a hole there for him to go through. And then he just barely holds off Mandarin hero, the eight horse. This is another one where like, look, we talked with verifying. That last 16th of a mile, you could see this is about as far as practical move wants to go. I'm sorry, that's about as far as verifying wants to go. This is as far as practical move wants to go. That last furlong will be an issue here, especially with the way The eight would have beaten him if he got out. To me, that was really the key here. The eight doesn't go through that hole on the rail and then switches out and the four keeps him in for just long enough. And then the seven keeps him in for just long enough that he can't get quite loose. And when he does, you see him start to charge here and practice move is just sucking wind.
0: Yep. Yeah. He's, he's like wire, 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 wire. Where's that damn wire at? I know it's here somewhere. And then about two steps after the wire Mandarin hero is, is already ahead of him there. I As soon as we saw the final time, I'm like, hey, 148-3, that's pretty fast. And then I looked at the mile, and I went, they went 13 seconds. Practical move was 13 seconds sucking wind, like you said. That reminded me um, of our boy Weta Barrio in the Florida Derby, how uh, he was, you look back on it now with, with rose-colored 2020 glasses, but he, that horse, was, as soon as he was that final eighth, he was just like, uh, 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 and he was struggling, and charge it was able to almost get by him there. Um, National Treasure had a really solid, uh, gallop out. I was going to talk about him. Uh, he, he did not have a great ride. And actually, if you watch going into the far turn, if I can back and find the spot, uh, he was sitting there right behind practical move. He's going to try and go three wide. And then he gets boxed in by Skinner and Mandarin hero. And he has to run right up the ass to the four, one in Vermillion who's, who's fading. Um, that, right about there, Velasquez has to slam on the brakes, pulls up at the quarter pull and then re, re, uh, re rallies a little bit but I thought it was a great point from Nick Feldman. The four was on a fast pace the whole way got past clearly not meant for the distance. And he's only three lengths away from these leaders. I think if there's anything that's damning about the five and the seven, especially that's that that four should not have been that close to that horse.
1: Well, and real quick, Jared Rogers comment, Tappetrice's Trice last quarter was 12 and four. Obviously we saw 13 here from practical move this to me. And the reason why I think Tappetrice's Trice's race was more impressive. Again, not betting either of these horses on Derby Day to win. Um, Trice was four wide, four wide, and had a bad trip versus, well, I guess he saved ground on the first turn then four wide second turn, but I had to check a little bit. Versus Practical Move got a perfect trip the entire way around. Right? So you have, and, and Verifying also beat, I'm sorry, uh, Trice beat Verifying who got a perfect trip. And Practical Move almost lost to Mandarin Hero, who got a bad trip. So you have perfect trip versus bad trip and bad trip versus perfect trip. Both of them win, but when you have one that that just trips out and the other that, that had to struggle to do it, I'm always going to go with the horse that struggled to do it versus the one tripping out.
0: Uh, we've Obviously, we've got the audio muted on the replay because otherwise this would just be an absolute mess. But Frank Miramati made a hell of a call, too. When it got to about the 16th pole and it looked like Mandarin Hero was coming Uh, and could win that he really frame Miramati can call a big race as well as anybody so it was sounded like a breeders cup race for sure uh and last point on this one it's we all feel this way kevin i wish go rocket ride would have run if he runs does he win by three lengths four lengths i mean that horse off of what we saw from the Saint philippe and expecting improvement you would have think that horse would have been long gone
1: uh i would have had a large win wager and i think i would have cashed it we'll just put it that way that was my plan yeah. was to to go all in in the the Santa Anita
0: tournament on Go Rocket Ride, uh, and I, I have a feeling I would have cashed that all in bet. Uh, Jared, it was Jared's best, uh, or I should say heaviest bet for the betting bible. It was his strongest opinion. Aaron is uh, nodding his head. He had a very strong opinion on the horse. Um, we thought that it was easy. Go Rocket Ride. It would have been a three five exacta, right? The Go Rocket Ride over practical move. Um, all right. Mandarin hero moving forward. What do you think about this? horse? this was only his second start as a three-year-old. It was his first time in North America. He had to ship and come over here and deal with this. He's going to be staying in America and either the, if he gets into the Derby or not, and then the Preakness is the other option. Do you like Mandarin hero out of this race?
1: I don't know yet. This is one of those that I'm going to, I'm going to have to figure out what I'm going to do with. And, and and this to me makes Dermasota more interesting because this was the B team and the A team. You get a little more concerned about if This is how well the B team runs. However, I said I'm not using practical move in the Derby. I wouldn't be using Skinner or National Treasure either until you have him sitting there in the second spot and you kind of wonder, okay. But now my argument for that is I think I know what Skinner and National Treasure are. Mandarin Hero has the chance to improve out of this race. He's the one horse out of this race where you're like, he could get better in the Derby. He could get better in the Preakness. I'm not sure you're going to see a better effort from practical move Skinner National could the trip obviously caused an issue there, so we, I'm not going to throw him out and say he can't run better than this. But this was about as good as you're going to get from Practical Move and from uh, Skinner. Yep, Mandarin Hero could improve and didn't have the best trip here. I, I'm going to have to watch this. I'm going to go back and now watch his races in Japan. He's got that the closing style. He doesn't want to be on the lead, so he's going to kind of fall into that forte, tap it, trice type group. We'll see how he takes the track. I mean, he's, I'm sure he's going to work the best he's ever worked in a, the <laughs> upcoming weeks. Uh, but I'm not ready to throw him out, but I'm not ready to get excited about him either.
0: I, I keep going back to it. the backstretch run. Uh, afterwards, Kazushi Kamura, is jockey, who also I thought rode him just perfectly, considering he'd been on the horse once a few days beforehand. and was like, all right, now, now I get to ride him in the Sandy the Derby, grade one race. Um, the horse, he said, loved being between horses, and he loved the competition. And when I hear that from a horse that's riding in America for the first time, where it's very different from a pace perspective and how things uh, play out, Uh, he said the horse loved the competition. I love that he dove from middle of horses to inside on the rail. And then when things got screwy, it looked like he needed to get by practical move, but there wasn't room on the inside and the four was kind of blocking him. I mean, you talked about it initially with your reaction to this. that horse if if he doesn't get boxed in this is probably the winner of the race if he doesn't have to switch off the rail he could go if the four doesn't right there block him a little bit he's gonna get by uh and and yeah there's room for plenty of room for improvement i think that that's a a great chance a great horse to use underneath um we will be talking by the way i see some talk about odds and about where his odds will be we'll talk about that after we talk about the wood let's go talk about that uh interesting race uh (laughs) Oh, Boy, at least this one we don't have to talk about too much. Uh, we agreed that the disqual- no disqualification was the correct call, should probably hit play on it. Uh, hit show probably should have won this race. He got he had a tough trip, but but w- like usual, forgetting last year's wood memorial with Mo Donegal, we don't really want anything out of this race for the Derby.
1: I don't hate hit show, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, we're five wide here, getting bumped, and then we, we kind of end up four wide. He gets the absolute worst of it down the lane. I, he gets the lead, and then it's just bumper cars back and forth. And the, the thing with the DQ, and we'll talk about this. I'm not sure if we'll show the head on, but we'll talk about the DQ, I'm sure. The one is the horse that initiates the contact with the 13, who then hits the eight. Lord Miles then comes back into the 13. But the contact had already been made between Hitshow and the eight because of the one. So the one horse is the one you would take down if you took anyone down. He finished third. That's why you can't really change anything here. Hitchhow got the worst of this at every step of the way. Okay, he was five wide, getting bumped on the first turn, three wide on the second turn, bumper cars down the lane, made the lead, and then got bumped around. Look, the time sucks, but out of this race, he's the only one I have interest in, and we're going to talk about the odds in a second. Hit Show and Lord Miles are the same price in the Derby right now. That's dumb. It should not be the same price. Hit Show should be significantly shorter than Lord Miles to win the Kentucky Derby. So I'm I'm willing to give Hit Show a little bit of a pass here.
0: Yeah, and Kevin, that's a good timing. Kevin B. Asking if you like more hit shore verifying. I agree. As far as the derby goes, I think that he's built more for the derby. He's got a better chance at, at hitting the board in the derby than verifying. Um, unless verifying somehow is lonely, lone speed, but it really doesn't look like that'll be the case. Uh, there was a point where I thought our boy Arctic Arrogance might make it work, and then and then he completed a mile, and then I went, well, okay, we know he's de- right, right there. Okay, we know he's distance-limited. Bye-bye, Arctic Herakins. Yeah. I mean, here he Uh, takes the lead.
1: It shows a head right there.
0: And that's when all this tussling starts happening. Yeah. Uh, Oof. You're talking about... I mean, you can't compare... You can't completely compare times, raw times, from track to track to track. Right. That's why speed figures are are created. Aqueduct, always a deeper, slower track uh, than the other ones, especially... You know, the warmer tracks, especially, are quite faster, but... Nothing about this was that impressive. I don't know if Hit Show has a clean trip. If it's really, if if the if the difference in time that he might have completed it would have been significant enough. So Hit Show, maybe you take out of this if you like him. He got a what a low nineties buyer for it. Um, not to, not 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 something that I'm really that excited about. Uh, anybody else in here? I mean, the one Dreamlike is a maiden still, right? So you could like him, but. Uh, at least he's not going to go to the Derby. He doesn't have enough points.
1: No, he's 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 more of a horse to keep an eye on for, for the Travers, for the Curlin, for the Jim Dandy. I mean, that, that's going to be a horse that Pletcher is going to have in, in graded stakes at Saratoga.
0: Yeah, Aaron's in the jazz. His dreamlike doesn't like to win. That's a good horse you could start using. I mean, he really is. He's like half of a nose away from finishing second for the third time in his career on that one. But hey, Paco Lopez is going to be in the Kentucky Derby. So that means uh, if Lord Miles draws, say, post eight again in the 20-horse field, three horses either side of that horse, don't bet him because Paco is just going to come out of there steering both ways at the same time. It's not not going to be a good uh, a good effort there. I see a few people in the chat uh, had this horse. I know Chris Manlon said that they had this, uh, uh, Ed Burke, I think, saw um, a win play show. So if you bet Lord Miles, and it, shout out to Andrew Champagne, friend of the show, he touted this horse on Twitter beforehand saying, I know it's bonkers, but I like Lord Miles. It wasn't bonkers if you played him and got 59 to 1 on him, Like,
1: No, 59 to one's great. And, and, you know, he made a, a logical argument versus just, I like Lord Miles, right? He specifically <laughs> talked about yeah. the trip. And now you're seeing the bumping here. He specifically talked about what uh, Safi's shifting up there in the trip last time out. So all, all, all more power to him. But again, you look at this, 59 to 1, 8 to 5, same price in the Derby right now. And again, I, I agree with the chat here. I'm not saying Hit Show is going to go out and win the Derby. I'm saying out of that race, the only horse I want is Hit Show.
0: Yeah. Uh, speaking of prices, let's pull this up. You've got the uh, offshore odds. And, and this always makes me laugh because you can still get uh, you can still get Arabian Line at 66 to 1. You can get Giant Mischief at 66 to 1. There's a lot going on here. Mike's going to dip out for a second. I'll, uh, I'll leave this out. But Forte right now is still overseas trading as the not only the favorite at, at plus 320. Oh, sorry, Mike. Go ahead. Pull yourself back in. Uh, trading a plus three twenty-five, but is it still almost twice the price of Tapit Trice? So when people were thinking that uh, Tapit Trice will now be the favorite, or that the Japanese horses might end up being the favorite overseas right now, it's telling us it's still Forte that's going to be the favorite in this race in the Kentucky Derby Mike. Yeah, I don't understand how Forte isn't the favorite in this race. I would be
1: shocked if Forte goes off it at seven to two, which is right like the three to one seven to two range is what this is projecting here. I think that's higher than what you're going to see on Forte on race day. Um, it's interesting because it, you could feel it this weekend that all of a sudden people are like, I'm going to try and be Forte. I'm going to try and be Forte. I'm going to try and be Forte, right? Uh, I, I'm still interested to see how people are going to try and be Forte because, much like Nick's laughing at like practical new move nine to one, absolutely no interest. Tap a trice six to one, absolutely no interest. The Kings Barn love is going to get, it's going to make my blood boil because I have a feeling there's <laughs> going to be so many people who love Kings Barnes going into this thing and i i just i don't see it right now so for me it's figuring out where do i go honestly like i look through this list two fills might be the most attractive price sitting there at 16 to 1 i i mean it's as wild as that sounds if forte goes off at, at seven to two that's actually the best bet i mean that's the best value of everything because he should be in that that five to two two to one range uh which i expect him to end up going off that but I, I kind of interested a little bit of Mage at 20 to 1. Kind of interested a little of fills, fill, two fills at 16 to 1. Um, Angel of Empire, I think looked really good last time. 12 to one, probably a little bit shorter than I'd want, but right around the same range. It's going to be hard to find the horse that you pick to beat Forte here, though. But there's some there's some horses who don't have a shot who are going to be sub 20 to one in that race.
0: Yeah, like practical move. Uh, Aaron, Aaron told me is said, a practical wins? Practical move wins. I lose. I'm going to take that same stance. I just nothing, nothing exciting about that at all. Um, I like Angel of Empire at twelve to one. You've got a horse that's won two straight preps, and I, again, I said that I thought the Risen Star was the best of the preps that we've seen so far this year. Um, two fills, I. Th- still holds the highest buyer figure for all of the three-year-old derby preps Uh, so that's a big one Uh, confidence game is 30 to 1 right now we'll see him in the Lexington although uh, hearing from Vinny Blonde of Real Dynasty Picks who has him in the Fantasy League apparently that horse is having trouble keeping weight on and that's why they skipped the bluegrass for the Lexington he also has enough points to get in so he didn't need the bluegrass necessarily Lexington should be much easier and we'll see him this Saturday uh, in that race um yeah looking at i mean major 20 to 1 i think is is overblown i understand a lot of people think he can continue improving but i think we saw his best effort uh in the florida derby that that's the best that we'll get out of him so uh still plenty of options here uh for getting the odds who is your top derby pick right now
1: i mean if i picked one horse to win right now and everyone was 10 to 1 it'd be forte and he's he's the best horse right now in the class uh, when you bring odds into it, that's where this this kind of gets a little bit funky because I, I wouldn't bet Forte at two to one. We'll be live on this channel during the Derby this year with all four of us dudes and special guests for that day so you can find out exactly who we will be picking at what odds because we'll know come Derby time what odds everyone's going to be. Um, but if, you, if these were the actual odds and they broke from the gate, I would probably bet Forte at plus 325. I mean, I, that's not a bad price on this horse. I don't think we'll get it on Derby Day. We didn't get it in the last Future Pool. I'd be shocked if we get it coming out of the gate.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you get it, you're right. And you've been very adamant about that for a while, that he'll be sub five to two. Uh, I saw Dennis earlier, uh, Dennis Trustee, saying he's got Forte right around eight to five. And I think that maybe that goes, I think we're closer to even money than eight to five after just some of the efforts we saw this week um but you also have the uh have to remember that we've got these japanese horses there'll be three of them counting continue are as well as second uae derby um those horses uh they have the, that japanese interest and a lot of international betting interest that's not going to affect the north american cool so you know there might you might be seeing shorter prices on derma gake say 10 to 1 overseas maybe he's a little higher here the, the old boys kentucky club is still not going to respect japan when it comes to kentucky derby until they come in and win and even then they might not so um, you got the UAE Derby trend that they have to try and uh, beat as well. So
1: We also yeah. had the, the largest well, massive price Derby winner last year, which is going to stay in people's heads. I doubt anyone goes off at 80 to 1 in the Derby this year. There's going to be yeah. money for every single horse because of how big that win mutual was last year. You're going to see a ton mm-hmm. of Exactas with the favorite back wheels. I mean, I wouldn't do it this year just because it's going to get crushed. I mean, it's going to be so many all fortes that it's going to be ridiculous. To me, this is one of those years where I, I, I usually feel pretty confident in being able to set what the actual lines are going to be. Once we get into it the week of the Derby and what like courses are going to go off at. I am less confident right now that I'll be able to predict the off odds because of the amount of money that long shots are going to take because of Rich Strike's win last year is going to mess this pool up, and what we've consistently seen is the favorite still gets bet, every long shot gets bet, and those middle horses float up. The ones that were five to one become ten to one. The ones that were eight to one become fifteen to one. If that's the case, and it's Angel of Empire and Two Fills and Mandarin Hero and Mage that are floating up, that's probably where I'm betting the winner from. If it's Tap and Trice, or I'm sorry, if it's Forte that floats up, I'm probably going to end up on Forte.
0: Uh, is from uh, from Chris Lord Miles. People named Miles uh, plus long shot once a year. Players it's gonna be fourteen to one set of fit. yeah. You could have the uh, not Jack Cat. My boy Jack. You could have the my boy Jack thing from uh, from five years ago where he was the second choice in the betting to justify. That was a year where we had good magic. You had Audible coming off of huge Grade One prep wins, and no, my boy Jack is the horse that goes off as a second choice there. Uh, for me, before we move on, I'll say it. Kings Barnes, my pick. I said it on after the live show. I. My biggest concern with him is the lack of a foundation. He's going to have to try and be the second horse since justice uh, along with Justify, to beat the Curse of Apollo by not having a start at age two. But you know, this is a new, a newer type of Derby, a new type of uh, Triple Crown trail where you just see year after year horses like Justify that just they point for the right races, they build them up, and the Kentucky Derby is the goal instead of just trying to get foundation into him and see where things happen. So I will take Kings Barnes. Um, but the, the odds on this is be interesting him at nine to one. You at least have to like Kings Barnes over practical move at nine to one, right? I know he's not your top pick, but between those two at nine to one, it's no question who you go with.
1: Yeah, I I agree with you there. I think Kings Barnes at nine to one is much better bet than practical move at nine to one. I'm going to have to do an Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to go into a sensory, sensory deprivation tank for two straight days, <laughs> live in a cave and try and wipe my mind of my current Kings Barnes opinion so that I can objectively look back at this horse and decide whether or not I think he's good. Because I don't, I made the decision after his maiden breaking win that he wasn't that good. He beat nothing in the allowance. He then had the literally slowest pace of any prep to go gate to wire in his prep win. I, 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 there's no question that's been answered about Kings Barnes. None. We are playing on hype still, and he is your third
0: choice in the Derby. Crazy. <laughs> I'm thinking, I was looking at this from Nick Feldman. I forgot about this. Uh, Kingsbury's full in January, so he's got you know a couple months physical edge on him. That's an argument. It could be. I will hear that a lot. I'm sure leading up to the dirt. We should make a drinking game out of that as well. In the meantime, Mike, let's talk about some Kentucky Oaks horses real quick. Uh, this we have to just because I put it in the title. It's part of the show. I it, I I did that so that we couldn't get out of it. Here's defining purpose. Winning the Ashland Stakes Friday at Keeneland, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Really? Um, uh, winning the uh, upsetting uh, both Punch Bowl and Julia Shining, and I Wonder Wheel not winning or not doing much. That didn't surprise me that much. But uh, as soon as Punch Bowl, the five horse and the Pink Silks, Mike, as soon as she didn't get the lead going the first turn, I thought, well, shit, she's not winning this race. <laughs>
1: Yeah, this is a mess, man. I mean, and you get the 20-1 to 1 McPeak that ends up getting the W here in the white saddlecloth. Uh, this is just – it's a its a train wreck of a group, this whole Oaks group. I can't do it, man. I just i just want the race. I want the field. I want to know who's in it so I can look at the PPs and make a decision. I want to stop talking about these Kentucky Oaks horses because they – I mean, I could make a bunch of jokes that are not appropriate, but they just let you down every single time.
0: It's unbelievable, this group of Phillies just letting me down. Uh, ed burke says uh magic ruined my price the horse uh defining purpose loaded at 37 hit the wire at 20 to 1 we were uh, i did that little live show uh on friday that was um uh, a lot of fun uh might end up doing one this friday too i know we've got uh makers mark mile and it sounds like uh modern games who i just assumed retired and went to be a stallion after just being you know so awesome he's back he's, he's back in keeneland for the makers mark mile on friday so I i, you know, like, I gotta do a live show for that one but I know that Ed really liked uh, that horse, and was when I said, you know, this is the time to play the McPeak horse. Boy, uh, Julia Shining—I don't want to, I will say Julia Shining impressed. Did better than I thought she would. Uh, Saias put her into the, the the race a lot quicker, kind of like we did with Tappet Trice. There's nothing remotely interesting for the Oaks out of this. Maybe something filler underneath, but n- nobody we think is winning is coming out of this race.
1: No, no. Let's just let's just no, no, no. <laughs> I, I just, I can't with these races. They're <laughs> great, awesome horses, good. Blah, blah, blah. They, no, this is just, this whole class is ridiculous. There's no one that's actually good except for maybe botanical and wet paint. Everyone else is not good and they're just trading bad efforts. That's the thing. It's not, it's just like, there's no show efforts from some of these fillies where it's just like, yeah, I'm not even gonna run today. Now nah, I'm good. I'm gonna run last, whatever. Don't care. <laughs> it, like, it's just, it has been ridiculous this entire Oaks prep season. So, no, I don't want anything out of this race. If Wet Paint and Botanical aren't in this race, I'm not interested in this race.
0: <laughs> uh, Julia Shining, I think she can d- definitely grind up and hit the board. That's about it from that one. Uh, real quick, let's head over. Uh, the br- horse that I think we all would pick for this, the Kentucky, well, at least be a top contender for the Kentucky Oaks, if she was even eligible, Faiza. Now, five for five. Uh, I love this race because of the effort from Faiza. I was very pissed because I had a 5-6 exacta that I was really sure was going to cash, and it just... Missed it. That's The Miller juice was just a little bit too much to overcome. Uh, but Faze wins for Bob Baffert. Um, instead of talking about this, because we don't like anything out of this race, we'll say that right now. Nobody, we, we definitely hate and tell me no lies for the Kentucky Oaks. Um, what about the decision by the owner, who also owned Gamine, to keep the horse with Bob Baffert and refuse to switch and like willingly voluntarily say no Kentucky Oaks uh, for this filly? I like it because he's looking ahead. He's got the CCA. He's got all these races at Saratoga where there's just as much money, just as many grade ones that you can win. Do you agree? Yeah, I agree. I mean, look, the, the Kentucky Oaks is
1: obviously a very important horse race. It doesn't hold a candle to the Kentucky Derby from a, a just an overall perspective of if you are a, a owner of a horse and you want to win a race, the Kentucky Oaks for a filly, like the, you mentioned, the CCA Oaks. I would say the Breeders' Cup Distaff is more more has more. Uh, prowess there like there's just there are more races for the Phillies that mean more there is no Kentucky Derby I like there's no real triple crown for the Phillies right so to yeah. me the, the Oaks is a great race it's an awesome idea I love that we have it but it does not hold the same weight the Kentucky Derby does especially when we're talking breeding obviously because you have the males who are going to the breeding shed and breeding 150 times a year and the Phillies are having one baby so it's it's not nearly the same thing for these two different for males and females when you're in racing in that that light. So I don't mind not moving her over at all. I think it's probably the right decision. We've seen what happened with Baffert horses leaving <laughs> like that hadn't been great for most of them. Uh, so I, I like the idea of keeping her with Bob Baffert here letting them plan out a full year long schedule and not have that be overly influenced by one specific day of the year.
0: R.M. Rod always has a great comment and says, I haven't been this let down by a group of Phillies since I went to that all girls schools, junior prom. Oh boy. See, I don't, I can't make the jokes. The chat can make the jokes. I can't make the jokes. The chat makes the jokes. We just read them on air. That's all we do here. Yeah. All right. We'll skip ahead to this from this one. Let's go talk about uh, a feel good story. Trainer Ray Handel, nice upstanding, clean trainer, uh, getting his first graded stakes win here with promise her America. Uh, this is one when you look back, you go, well, I guess you could see how she wins. This is a b- bad field, really, of Phillies in the-, in the gazelle stakes at Aqueduct, and she had the breeding to get better as she got longer. Any interest from any horses in this race, Mike?
1: Uh, was Botanic or Wet Paint in this race, Magic? Uh, Seven. I'm going to regress back to my last guy. No, I have no interest in any of these horses in the Oaks. This was was race three on the card. That tells you all you need to know about this race, the fact that it was race three. They're running it that early in the day. You know this isn't going to be a great race. They were expecting a call to be able to just dominate this field. She's three wide on both turns. Doesn't get a very good trip. Frosty O'Toole, wonderful name, by the way. She can't quite Mm -hmm. get through on the rail. Doesn't get loose as, as early as she wants to. Promise her America wins this thing pretty easily.
0: I really liked, uh, because I like slinging her name, I really liked the sixth horse in here, Sheeta Booty, and she uh, was undefeated coming into this race. She was trying to mount an eighth for the first time. That is not going to be her game. She's going to be a pretty good one-turn horse. You could probably see her show up at uh, maybe Black-Eyed Susan Stakes, the Acorn at Belmont. That'd be a good spot for her going one turn and a little shorter than a mile and an eighth. Yeah, nothing out of this race exciting. I would rather take the three top three horses from the Keeneland Ashland Stakes than any of these horses for the Kentucky Oaks. I mean, Punchbowl could be a long-term good horse.
1: I don't know if there's a long-term good horse in this field. Is that fair?
0: Yeah. No, that's really fair. Uh, While they finish up this stretch, you give them about – they got 30 more seconds before they hit the wire. Uh, Wet Paint, Botanical, which of those two is your top pick for the Oaks?
1: I like Botanical's running style better. I like Wet Paint better as a horse. Wet paint's proven both on, on off and firm dirt now, so or off and uh, fast dirt now. So
0: I would lean toward wet paint, uh, but I think it's gonna be a heck of a matchup. I do too. I uh, I think that uh, I think you made great points. Uh, the, the the running style for Botanical and the price will be a lot better. There's no reason why it's not gonna win that race. We saw last year with Secret Oath, a horse that definitely is not forwardly placed early. She had no issues, she just went. More wide off the turn, and, and when she kicked that motor motor into gear, she she took off. Wet paint will probably do the same thing. What odds do you think now that we've seen pretty much every Oaks prep, save for the Beaumont on Sunday? Uh, what odds do you think Wet Paint goes off at in the Kentucky Oaks? The, the size of the field matters,
1: right? Size matters with this thing because. Right. <laughs> so I've heard. Yeah, that's you know. The, the size matters with the Phillies, because we're not guaranteed 20 horses here, right? So we may have a 10-horse Maybe 14. field, may, may have, but we don't know. It's not 14 every year, though. We, we don't always have those 14 horses that end up there. Right. Um, if it's a full field of 14, you're probably looking at, I'm going to say, 8 to 5 on, botanic, on wet paint, 5 to 2 on botanical. If we're at like 10, if we don't have the full field, if we have scratches, defections, I, I think you could see both of them under 2 to 1. Who's third choice?
0: <sighs> Who's third choice from this? And that's that's oh, why Jesus. I think they're both
1: gonna be short. Like, yeah. There's no one that you're like, oh no, yeah, yeah. And tell me no lie, it should be five to one. No, there's there's no one that's gonna be in that, that four to one to six to one range, right? It's gonna be two short prices, and then all of a sudden you're gonna be at eight to ten
0: to one. I could see Six to one. I could see six to one on the McPeak horse that won um, and I already forgot her name. That's a great sign because she did win the stakes at the end of the year at Oakland as a two year old going two turns. She ran into wet paint and you could say that both of those efforts when she lost to wet paint, one of them she finished second. It was sloppy. It was muddy. And she had, did a lot better on a fast track. And then she got the win in a grade one over a Julia Shining, um, who's the other horse, I think is probably gonna be your third choice. And it's Julia Shining. And then whoever, again, the name already escapes me, the horse that won. Uh, the Oaks race. I think those are the only two that are possibly under, uh, under double digits other than the two Cox horses.
1: Yeah. See, I, I, both are going to be 8 to 1 at best in my mind. And if so, if you if you've got pretty mischievous I guess, yeah, she's probably going to be a third. That's choice. a good one.
0: I was trying to remember Fairgrounds. I was like there's a horse over there. I just edited Aaron's damn top 5. He's got her third. I should have said pretty mischievous.
1: Yeah, I guess I Southlawn probably the most interesting of any of the horses you mentioned uh or that have been mentioned. From a, a could they upset the apple cart and beat the other two? Southlawn I thought was actually pretty impressive at Oaklawn uh like the name Southlawn at Oaklawn. Um <laughs> But this is it clearly is. a two horse for lack of a better term race in this sense where it's going to be those two are short and then you're just going to start
0: seeing balloons behind them. Uh, the Beaumont is an Oaks prep, just like the Lexington is a Derby prep. They're worth, I think, 20 points to the winner. So it's really nothing. And the Beaumont's a seven for a long race. So you're probably not going to see a, a great horse come out of that for the Kentucky Oaks. I don't even know that the Beaumont winner usually goes to the Kentucky Oaks. They usually keep that horse that wins at one turn uh yeah the, the curtains are moving back here because it's it's nice and, and gorgeous weather wise here and so i was trying to air the house out we got all the windows open but every once in a while it moves back there and something like, i think the, usually the dog likes to sit there and sunbathe i keep thinking it's him i want to like kick him out of here no he's not in here so that's the motion of the ocean back there right It is the motion of the ocean back there. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for joining us. This has been a great show uh, covering Kentucky Derby, Kentucky Oaks News. We're less than four weeks away, so you know at RacingDudes.com, we are going to be coming at you with all sorts of uh, great content. Uh, Let me pull up the site here real quick. Uh, The updated Derby rankings, new Oaks Top 5, those are both live right now. They went live right before the show did. So go check those out at RacingDudes.com. Check out the replays for all of the Derby and Oaks preps. We have every single one there as well as YouTube.com. Slash racing dudes, uh, hell of a weekend! A lot of fun. I know that the betting Bible absolutely crushed once again. Uh, that's two straight Florida Derby and then Bluegrass Stakes Day. So, congrats to Aaron and Jared on those. Um, if you guys aren't aware that we revamped the wagering guide, it's a lot more streamlined. There's not nearly as much filler and really focuses in on what Aaron and Jared's prime opinions are. So if they really like to bet a race, great. If they say they don't have an opinion or in Good Night Olive's case in the Madison, they just said there's absolutely no value to play her in this spot, which was true. One to five, she won, but wasn't a great looking one to five. That's what they give you there. And they'll tell you where to press your opinions. And that's really how you make money on these big days. Um, also, shout out to Alex. Uh, Alex H. I forget her last name, but uh, Alex has uh, been a longtime supporter and watcher. She hit the big five at Keyland, uh, Frankensteining. Our two tickets together. Uh, you and I were kind of, we, we, were, we had a couple of things covered and a couple of things not. You gave out Hear My Song, which was the big way to kick things off uh, in, that, in, the, in the Commonwealth there. Nah, Nakatomi, you let me down. That's okay. It's my fault for singling that horse. I know. Uh, but congrats to you. Uh, Mike and I will be back on Thursday. We'll have another live show covering Keeneland. Uh, pick five sequence there. The Lexington Stakes is going on the oh goodness there's a turf race the jenny wiley stakes grade one race that'll be going on hopefully that's part of the pick five sequence so we'll have all of that covered anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here
1: no, I mean it's, it's, this is a kind of a fun time here. We get we get a little bit of uh, calm before the storm now, and then it just kind of ramps back up heading into the Derby. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. Make sure that you are hitting the like button when you're watching these. We've got a ton more live shows coming up leading into the Kentucky Derby. We'll be live on Kentucky Derby Day, uh, going through all the stakes races with you right here. So make sure you're checking that out as well. Also, do do bet daily every Wednesday through Sunday, 9 a.m. noon Eastern. Profitable for the year, baby. Been just creeping it up on that show. The Best bets around the sports and horse racing world. Uh, so make sure you're checking out that as well. Like I said, just
0: subscribe to the channel.
1: Just hang out, have it on in the background. We'll pop up every now and then. Give you, you have a little good time. Yeah.
0: It's good. Time. Jared was signing autograph. Now, th- that's weird because I would have thought of either of the two. It would have been Aaron because he's the one whose face is all over the YouTube channel and doing 18 different shows. Uh, well, I bet,
1: I bet um, someone walked up and asked for an autograph, and Jared
0: just whipped out a pen and started signing it. <laughs> He's got hand. I can confirm this. He's got handwriting like a doctor. It's uh, yeah. You have no idea who signed that afterwards. <laughs> uh, thank you, Noble Boses. Great job, guys. Keenan's not open and paying out huge. Yeah, it's great. Hopefully, we'll keep going. Wait, uh, <laughs> Wait
1: a second. If he did sign one for Dennis, Dennis, could you send it into PSA to authenticate the autograph and see what they say when you send it into authenticated Jared Welch autograph?
0: <laughs> That's incredible. I love that. Uh oh, yeah, real quick, too. I, I meant to touch on this at the top of the uh, show, but uh, we have a lot of viewers and friends in Kentucky and in Louisville. Hopefully, everybody's okay. Really scary shit going on out there, but I hope everybody, all of our listeners and their families and friends, are doing all right. Um, all right, thank you everybody for joining us. We'll be back, like I said, on Thursday, and like Mike said, catch us every Wednesday through Sunday at 9 a.m. Eastern, no, 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern, for uh, Dudes Who Bet Daily. Uh, I was very happy that my Hideki Matsuyama top 20 in the Masters ended up cashing. He was like. 15th, 16th the entire week, and every time I check, he's like, nope, he's still right there. That's all he bet him to show. That's all he got to do to make Stay some right money. right there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, follow us on Twitter. I'm at Curtis Kellard. He is at bomb 18 number one, number eight, corporate overlords at Racing underscore Dudes. We will see you on Wednesday and Thursday. Until then, I'm Magic. And I'm Mike. Good luck this week.